Hey, hey, what's up, what's up? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, hello, hi, mic check, one, two. Is this thing on? <laughs> yeah, it is. Welcome to the Confessions of a Church Girl podcast. My name is Lisa A. McFall, and I am the author of the book, The Confessions of a Fornicating Church Girl. I am so tired of having to tell you, go buy my book. Like, what's, what's really going on? But thank you so much to all of you who have already supported, who listen to this podcast every Monday, who send it to your friends, who share it, and who give me these amazing reviews. Like, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. So we have like a million and one topics that we could talk about today. Um, I know last week we talked about being resurrected, but the week before we spoke about healing. And I wanted to go a little bit back on um, healing. Um, and right before we move on to the next topic, I just wanted to encourage someone. I know it may, it may not make sense now, and I know it feels uncomfortable now, but I just wanted to encourage you to keep healing, sis. Keep healing, bro. Like, you got this. Don't give up. Don't give up. This is the sign that you've been waiting on. This is the sign that you've been praying about. Don't give up. Keep going. There is, There are so many other versions of you that are yet to be seen. There are so many amazing projects and things that you are about to accomplish. And there are so many amazing people that you're going to meet who are going to love you. And this is a sign for you. Keep going, keep growing, keep healing, keep believing. You're almost there. All right. Now that we got that one out of the way, I want to talk today to uh, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Now put your hands up. Oh, 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 oh,
I'm pretty sure that the Lord has a kingdom spouse for me, and pretty soon, you know, it's going to come to fruition. However, one thing I know for sure is that I am grateful that I had y'all. I don't know why Charles standing up. But this is why I absolutely love being in the studio with Charles. Like, I look forward to coming here every week to record a new podcast because Charles just just be giving me the jokes. But anyhow, yes, we are calling in the kingdom spouses. Um, And I, like I was saying, Charles Cosme got distracted, y'all. But one of the things I know now is that a part of my purpose and a part of my destiny and a part of what God had called me to be um, more than likely does include a spouse, but it is not the only thing that I should live for. And I have no idea why growing up in church, you are taught that your greatest asset or your greatest purpose or the, the way that you can be most beneficial to the earth is how good you support your husband or how early you can get married like that in itself it it like i get it and i understand but there is so much more to us as women as young women as older women as as girls as as teenagers whatever like whatever stage of your life you are in right now your sole purpose on this earth is not just to be married Right? I hope I'm making sense. Like, don't don't send me no emails telling me, Lisa, you anti-marriage. Like, no, I ain't. No, I'm not, girl. I'm just saying, like, okay, like, for example, I spoke at um, BFM, Bahamas Faith Ministries. I spoke at that church a few months ago during the Valentine's. They had something called a you talk, like a you dating and love and sex talk. And I mentioned how I wish that when people, my youth leaders, my parents, my Sunday school teacher, and when my old pastor was, you know, preaching from the pulpit, I wish that they told me, not only told me that my body was a temple of the Holy Spirit, because it is. But I wish that they told me that not only is your body the temple of the Holy Spirit, but your body is also your temple. Like, you live here. This is your home on this earth. And I say that because many times they would say, you know, don't be out here having sex because um, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And then they would say, you know, keep your virginity because, you know, a man would want to marry somebody who he considers to be pure. And I wish that they hadn't told me that basically I needed to keep my virginity so I could give it to someone else. I wish that the message was you des- half of these people who want to touch you don't deserve to touch you. And now at 29, whoever I come into contact with, particularly young girls, um, being a youth leader, having a daughter, and even having a son, like, I get to tell them this. I get to say, sis, sister girl, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ dwells on the inside of you, but you live in this body as well. And 
there are things that God has for you to accomplish in your singleness that you may or may not um, that he may or may not want you to accomplish before you get married. Like, like, why do we put such an emphasis on being married and that we shame singleness? And why do we make marriage such the goal? Like, we make the wedding the goal, forgetting that after you get married on that day, you have to live with this person. Like... People will make you believe that your greatest, like the greatest achievement you can ever get is when that man goes down on one knee and puts that ring on your finger. And don't get me wrong, that in itself is a beautiful thing for somebody to um, express their love for you in such a way that they are willing to say, hey, let me give you my last name and let us you know, serve God together and let us advance the kingdom of heaven together. Let us raise um, godly kingdom children together. Let us put, let's, let us bring our lives together so that we can bring God glory and we can be testaments and evidence and examples to other people coming up that kingdom relationships are still um, um, happening. Like, don't get me wrong. All of that is amazing. But why do we put such a negative um, connotation on the singleness? Like, you want marriage yet? When you get married? Wait a minute. Hi. Hello. Excuse me. What? Like, why are you in my business? Why do we put such an emphasis? It's like we make people believe that their life only begins when they are married. And we make people believe that, oh, I'm about to I'm about to mess with y'all theology just a little bit. We make people believe that just because a person, a man knows God, it means that he will automatically know how to love you. Like y'all, Charles just clapping his hands. We make, no, for true, for true, faith for true, for true. We make people believe that just because this person can pray and preach and prophesy or they even make men believe that just because this woman could pray and she wears, you know, she dresses modestly and she knows how to pray and prophesy and she knows how to cook and clean that she's going to be a good help meet to him. And we miss out on so many other aspects of what relationships actually call for. And we make we 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 cause people or we influence people to kind of waste or spend their single years strictly preparing for marriage we we don't encourage people to spend their single years learning themselves and unlearning bad habits and saving money and traveling the world and going on mission trips and you know creating and writing that book that God asked them to write and singing that song that God asked them to sing we sort of kind of just water singlehood, singleness down to you got to hurry up, learn how to cook because you know man want no woman who can't cook. You better learn how to bake because you know man won't be spending money to buy cake from the bakery. Like we, we make up some things and it is important to prepare for marriage in your singleness, but it is also important not to make marriage your only focus in your singleness. There are some people who 
We idolize marriage. And to make something an idol means to make it like your your ultimate focus. So everything you do, you doing it because hopefully I could get married soon. Everything you say, everything you post online, hopefully it's so that I could get married soon. Hopefully it's so somebody's going to see me as worthy of being married to them and to being the mother of their children. And like I said, like marriage is something that I desire. It is something that I know that the Lord has for me in, in the next season um, of my life. But at the same time, I I know or I have, I have learned how to be 100% content with being single. And I think that's what my, that's what the last few years of my journey have been particularly my 365 days of healing, wholeness, and celibacy, even though Holy Spirit never gave me the exact command to be single during that time, um, I had my moments of being single even before that. But one of the things he wanted to teach me is just, just how to be okay with just me and God. And, you know, like, being single and currently dating, and dating doesn't mean in a relationship. I mean, like, actual dating, like, you know, getting to know people. I'm grateful that Holy Spirit pulled me away from being a serial relationship person <laughs> or being a serial situationship person, and he allowed me to pull away and take time for myself and then um, as as I healed and as I grew and as I became confident in myself and my singleness and as I became completely content with just Christ alone, then he allowed me to say, okay, I um, I given you the freedom to be able to date. And I feel like Holy Spirit did that because he was able to show me as I healed all of the things as I healed and I released the things that were causing me to pick the wrong person, and as I healed and I grew and I was able to love God more, and every time I every as I grew deeper in love with Christ, I I grew to love myself more and I built my confidence more and I was able to release certain toxic mindsets and ideas and release certain um I guess self esteem issues that may have caused me to want to stay in toxic situations and caused me to look at red flags as a carnival instead of seeing them for what they were. Like now he is able to to say, you know what, this is how I want you to date. This is who I want you to date. This is where I want you to go. This is how I want you to dress. And now I know because I was able to take that time and be single and just walk with God and take myself out on dates and, you know, have a movie night at home by myself with my own popcorn and not feel no type of way. And not be jealous and not be, you know, telling people congratulations online when they get engaged. But internally, I'm burning up and boiling and jealous. Like now that I'm able and I'm, I can actually say that I am content in my singleness. Like now I get it. Now I understand. Now I understand what it means to healthily date and how to <clears throat> be able to notice who is healthy and who is not. Like now I get to say, no, that's a toxic thing that you're doing and I'm not down for that. Now I'm able to say I won't compromise. Now I'm able to say, no, 
Mm-mm. This is what God has called me to do, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to do it. Now I'm able to unapologetically serve God without the fear that I may lose the person that I was with. Like, um, I realized, going back, reading over my book, Confessions of a Fornicating Church Girl, I get to see how desperate I was to, to stay in a relationship with people or with persons who just didn't have my best interest at heart, but because I was so afraid to be lonely, because I was so afraid to be single, I ended up, you know, literally like putting God on, putting God on the back burner and telling God, hey, you know, let me just figure this out. Like I said in my book, like um, I knew that fornication was wrong, but I thought that this was the way that I needed to keep this person that I was with. And so I would tell God, okay, God, like I'm, I'm going to serve you, but just give me some time because he's probably going to marry me soon. And when he marries me, then we can stop fornicating and then I can live for you. That sounds so stupid now that I say it. Why did I think that? But I was so um, under the impression that I needed to be in a relationship and that I needed to be married. Um by whatever means necessary. And there are some people to this day who I know for sure, you may be under the sound of my voice or you may not. You may know of someone who, because we've been taught that it's so bad to be single and it's so bad to be by ourselves, that they are willing to hold on to toxic people and toxic relationships and toxic situationships and be in emotionally and verbally abusive and even sometimes physically abusive and financially abusive situations and relationships and even marriages just so that we could say at the end of the day that we have a man, that we have a woman, that we have someone to go to in the nighttime when the weather outside is frightful. And I think now... At 29, I'm able to look back and I honestly think that the reason so many of us are afraid to be alone is because we were taught that there was something wrong with us if someone doesn't choose us. But like, as I can testify, when you decide to follow Christ and he takes you down, you know, that journey to healing and to wholeness, you get to realize that I am okay just as I am. Like, I'm good I am a whole person as I am because I've, I've, I've noticed and I've learned, um, particularly not only through my parents, but through my pastors. Shout out to Pastors Brian and Audra Bain. I get to understand that marriage and even to my, my um, sister and my brother-in-law, um, Tanya and Fonzo and my friends, Nadia and Alessandro, and so many other really good relationships and, and examples of marriage that I have. Now, through looking at them through the lens of maturity and through the lens of con- being content in my singleness, I get to realize that marriage is not two half people coming together to make one whole. It's two whole people coming together to become one joined person. That's, that's God's idea of marriage, and that's what I want for my life. 
I don't want to be half of a person marrying half of a person. I want to be whole. I want to be content. I want to be happy. And I want to marry somebody who is whole and content and happy in his singleness. And I want to be content in my singleness with Christ alone so that when we come together, we are a force to be reckoned with. That's what I want. And that's the message that I will teach my daughter. I will teach my son. I will teach my nephews. I will teach my my nieces. Shout out to my bonus nieces and my bonus nephew. But um, I get to, I I want to teach them that life is not only about the relationship that you end up with in. Because the truth is there are so many other platonic relationships out there. Like I have some amazing male friends. Like some of the best male friends in the whole wide world I have. And I am grateful for it. And female friends as well. But I feel like when you are so caught up on, let me hurry up, get married. Who am I going to date? Oh my God, I can't be by myself. You end up missing out on so much. I know of people and even myself at one point, I would have... um, ignored all of my friendships and platonic relationships the moment I got into a relationship with a man and even that in itself is toxic and unhealthy and because I I didn't see the value and the benefit of having platonic friendships and relationships but now I do and I wouldn't change my friends for the world I honestly wouldn't change my community for the world So, y'all, can we not push that narrative anymore that as a woman or as a man, you need to be married? Like, there's one thing where when God allows you to be married because there's a purpose and a destiny that he has set for you two to accomplish together. But we we just out here marrying anybody and being in relationships with anybody and we know it's not God's will and we know these people don't treat us the way that we're supposed to be treated but just because we've been told that something is wrong with being married just I mean with with being single we've been told for so long we've been conditioned to believe that by ourselves we are fragments or fragmented no, I and I want to encourage you today. Like you may be waiting on your Ruth, or you may be waiting on your Boaz, but like don't just sit to sit and wait. Like the Bible says, "He that will come will come." Like though it may tarry, it's coming. And I don't want you to spend your single years preparing so heavily. For marriage, that that is your only purpose, that when you get married, you feel bitter or you feel like you missed out on some things. Because, y'all, when we get married, we're doing this thing for life. We serve in Christ for life. And last, because forever is a long time, <laughs> let's do what we can now in our singleness. Let's serve God now in our singleness. Let's do all that God has called us to be now while we are single because when God sends that wife, when God sends that that husband, we can't be single no more. Ain't no more singleness. We together till Christ come. We in it. We in it to win it. So <laughs> that's my encouragement to you today, you single folk. Let's do. Let's become all that God has called us to be, and let's do the things that God has called us to do now, so that we have no regrets when we get married. Right. 
anyway, that's my time. Timer is up. We doing good with time, y'all. Shoot me a message. Shoot me a DM at Lisa McFall. I love to hear from you. And as always, as always, I'm going to see you next week. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>